Hello, everyone. Welcome to Small Biz Tips. Guys, I am super excited. Again, I have an amazing um, person here today. I knew her for a few years. She's a movers and shakers in the New York City market. I had to bring it on. Christine, what's up? Hey, Yobert. How are you? I'm really I'm... super excited to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you for jumping on. I am super excited to have you. So I know you're amazing at what you do, but before we even get to that, who is Christine? <laughs> well, uh, that's a big question. So I am uh, a certified PI practitioner. I'm also certified a human resource professional by SHRM and HRCI. I am an entrepreneur and a business owner for over 14 years now. I'm an endurance athlete, so I like to do uh, Go Ruck events. I'm actually going to do another one uh, October 6th, uh -huh. 24 hours with some type of special operations cadre in honor of the 30th anniversary of the Mogadishu Mile. Whoa. Hold on. We, we got an endurance athlete since when? I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So have you been, or you've been an athlete your whole life or since you were in high school or? No, uh, I think it, well, I got active in college, right? I realized I didn't want to gain the freshman 15. So I actually, I taught aerobics back in the day when we used to jump like two feet off the ground and wear leg warmers wow. way before there was even a Reebok step. And then... <laughs> it kind of just progressed and I've met other high powered entrepreneurs and it seems like we're all super driven. So when you get a few of us together, someone will say, Hey, do you really want to get serious about working out? So I made the mistake one day <laughs> of saying, yeah, what are we going to do? And that was my first 12 hour event. So we trained oh, for that God. probably for about six months, seriously, wow. you know, starting at four hours, um, you know, every weekend and then our regular routine during the week and working ourselves all the way up to eight hours. So we knew what it would feel like going into a 12 hour event. Wow. And what that brings to you from a personal perspective and an insight mm -hmm. is life is mind over matter. Mm. You always have a choice to get up and move or to yeah. quit. And yeah. to me, those are the two choices in life. I'm going to get up from this setback, this yeah. perceived failure, this really hard-earned lesson, and I'm going to get after it again, mm -hmm. or I'm down, and mm. I'm out, and I'm quitting. Mm. So I think that's one of the things that keeps me so involved in that, is it just reminds me every day that doing what I do is an absolute choice, and it's an absolute freedom. Wow. I, I, I love I love that saying, right? You either get up and go or you quit. And not just in life, but also in entrepreneurship, because you've been an entrepreneur for 14 years. So talk about that. What kind of business you have and how did you get into it? <laughs> so uh, Compass Workforce Solutions, we mm -hmm. provide HR services and behavioral assessment for employees and teams. Mm. So our motto is we love going to work and so can you. So we work with our clients to make work a better place, reduce okay. conflict, connect people to understand each other's behaviors and point of view and how to leverage it, right? Uh -huh. So opposites oftentimes create friction and misunderstanding, but mm. yet 
when you put two opposite people together, the idea generation and the balance and the innovation that can come from that is tremendous. Mm. So it's understanding really how to leverage everybody's strengths and weaknesses, put them in the right place yeah, and let them excel at what they do. And so when you think about it, most people that fail in the work environment, it's not because they don't know what to do or how to do it. It's mm-hmm. because they don't know how to communicate effectively, how to get along, how to interact well with others, whether it's a colleague or a customer. Yeah. That's where the breakdowns happen. And that's why you hear everybody talking about culture, culture, yeah. culture. Yeah. What's the culture? How do you engage people? Well, wow. if you like the people that you work with, right? That's part yeah. of the reason we go to work. Work is slightly social. So in this new dynamic of we're remote and now we're kind of going back and a lot of people are in the hybrid mode, there is a happy medium. And there's a lot of recent studies that show that being 100% remote is not really good for anyone's psyche Mm. because we are social animals. We need to interact. We need to be together. And a big piece of being in the workforce is being connected to the world. I have so many questions I want to ask about this because culture is a bad, is a really, really big factor when it comes to um, organizational growth, right? Because some companies, startups started really well, two founders, culture sucks, company crash. Another company, mm, product's okay. Culture is amazing, amazing team. Boom, they skyrocket. Now, right. I'm curious before we even get to that, what made you decide to even get in that space? Like, what did you see, I guess, 14 years ago and said, you know what, this is an area that I can really help business owners in? Right. So I started, I started my HR career. Um probably back in 1997, 98, I transitioned from being a retail store manager. Mm -hmm. I went back and got my master's in management and I started doing consulting projects with venture capital backed um, firms. Like when the internet was brand new and everyone was going after market share without profit, right? (laughs) So the big dot-com boom or bust. And so I had worked my way up to larger and larger organizations, either through acquisition or changing jobs. Mm -hmm. And I landed myself in a fortune 250. Mm. That's when I realized this environment is not for me. I don't Mm. have freedom. I don't have creativity. I'm a, a mouthpiece of the board. Right. And we're not running the organization so much for the benefit of society. We're running the organization for the benefit of the shareholder. And we're kind of greedy and we're not treating people well in the process, including our customers. Mm. So at that point, I wanted to go back to the environment that I really thrived in. Mm. And that was in a smaller setting, in an entrepreneurial environment where people and what you do as an HR professional, whether it's recruiting, talent yeah. development, you know, protecting the organization from risk has a tremendous impact right away. And you have a lot of freedom and flexibility in how you do that. Okay. So 
I wanted to start my own business. There's not a lot of HR consulting firms, right? Mm -hmm. There's the big ones, you know, mm -hmm. the million dollar contract ones that aren't accessible to entrepreneurs or smaller businesses. And then mm -hmm. you have individual solo consultants. So at Compass, we're a team. You're mm -hmm. leveraging the power of over 150 years of HR expertise when you work with us. Mm -hmm. So I always say a team beats an individual every day, all day. There's just no way around it. And so that's that's kind of what got me here is just and then I think my my passion for bringing other HR professionals into this dynamic environment where we really are making a difference every day. That's amazing. Now, let's go back right to the culture situation, um, because everybody's talking about it. And it's a big pack of any organizational growth. When you working with a company, right? Or when you're about to start working with a company, what do you look for? Like, what do you identify? Okay, this company has some challenges when it comes to the overall culture, or this mm -hmm. company has this type of challenges. Like, what are some of the two or three things that you look at? So the most, really one of the critical factors is, am I speaking to business leaders? Okay. Because the leaders of the organization need to be open, right, mm -hmm. to feedback, new ideas, new suggestions. They need <clears throat> to be in a learning, growing mindset mm -hmm. because otherwise we're not going to be able to help you, right? If, if you're not willing to reconsider or rethink what you're doing and how you're doing it or yeah. how you're communicating and what you're communicating or how you're interacting with your managers and teams, there's very little that we're going to be able to do to support you. You know, because it all starts with the leader. And the the biggest critical factor is, are those leaders self-aware, right? So nobody's perfect and we yeah. don't need to be perfect. We need to be authentic. We need to be curious. We need to be respectful. Mm -hmm. But we don't have to be perfect. And so <clears throat> leaders that recognize their own humanity and are somewhat aware that maybe they're not perfect, right? Yeah. Then those are the people that we're really excited to partner with and help and really help them grow their business. Got it. Got it. That's, that's huge because sometimes leaders can be, you know, can get catch, you know, they can caught up in their pride and their ego and not realizing what's going on in their environment. So I'm assuming because you've been doing this for so long, what are some of the mistake or faux pas that you've seen leaders has done that has impacted their organization besides not being authentic? Um, we Well, a lot of times what happens is entrepreneurs <clears throat> are very dominant, innovative yeah. risk takers, right? And oftentimes they also value accomplishment over relationship, mm. right? Very driven to succeed, yeah. So their natural tendency is to create, to innovate, to reiterate. And they also move faster than most other people can move. But <laughs> they think that everybody else is just like them. <laughs> so everybody else is not like you because that's why you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. And a lot of people are not risk takers. They move slower. They need to have that interpersonal relationship. 
And so you have this tension between what makes someone a successful entrepreneur, mm -hmm. right? Some of the key factors that are super visible and the things that make other people a great team player. So we've got to be able to come together and connect those. I think some of the yeah. other things is entrepreneurs work too hard. They exhaust themselves. And then that exhaustion comes out as anger, frustration, not speaking respectfully or having empathy for others. So we kind of take our frustrations out on our team from time to time. Wow. Wow. Now you saying that now I'm thinking back, you know, when I was running one of my teams back in the days and some of the things that I've done <laughs> and you're absolutely right. You know, I think all of us have those uh, flaws that we need to work on, but we don't uh, take time enough to realize that, you know, not realizing that we're leaders in our organizations. Or nobody on your team is willing to tell you because they don't want to get the lash back. Right. So <laughs> One of the values that we have at Compass is called being carefrontational. Mm. What we're that very carefrontational with our leaders and that we're delivering a message in a way that it can be heard, but we are also going to bring to their attention the things that they're doing that are undermining their own success. Wow. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing our job. Yeah. Wow. Really get them out their own way. <laughs> That's absolutely true because chaos causes chaos, mm -hmm. calm is contagious. So if you're going in and you're causing chaos, don't be shocked when nothing is coming out, nothing's being produced, right? Wow. Or they're causing their own drama. Oh my, that's, that's deep. So I wanna go a step further. I know you mentioned earlier, you were PI consultant. What exactly is that? And how does that connect with our conversation when it comes to culture and leadership and behavior. Sure. So we are uh, predictive index practitioners and the predictive index is a behavioral assessment tool that's been around for over 70 years. It's valid and reliable for all facets of the employment relationship. So from selection to onboarding, to coaching, development, mm -hmm. um, engagement, you know, looking at an employee's level of engagement with their team and their manager. And when we say we measure behaviors in six minutes or less, I can tell you your behavioral profile. Wow. So we can quickly see who are you? How do you like to communicate? How do you like to be communicated to? Are you more concerned with getting things done or building relationships? What is your risk tolerance? What is your leadership style? Which of the four quadrants um, of the competing values framework are you going to be best situated in, right? So this is a business model, the four yeah. quadrants of business. So innovation and agility, uh -huh. results and discipline, process and precision, or teamwork and employee experience. So you have a strength to yeah. really excel in one of those quadrants. But is that the quadrant that you're playing in in business? Or are you in an opposing quadrant that frustrates you and forces you to constantly flex? So you mm. go home feeling exhausted, drained, where if you're in a quadrant that plays to your strength, you're excited, you're energized. You could do this forever. So it's really looking at just because somebody's in finance, 
Yeah. They don't maybe need to be always playing in results and discipline or process and precision. Maybe they're an extroverted person and they would be great to partake in some teamwork and employee experience activities. Wow. And you so have that's six minutes. <laughs> six minutes. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It is. And it's, it's, it's this, it's, sometimes it's the power of simplicity. Yeah. So it's, very easy to administer. It's very cost effective. And you can use it at all levels of the organization. Wow. Now, would you say um, combining a tool like this with your level of experience working with different leaders can help almost, I guess, any organization build not only the right team, but the right culture and really thrive? It allows us to do it in an accelerated way, right? Because behaviors are visible. So yeah. eventually we would figure these things out, but that could take us six months to a year. Yeah. Right. So think about being a new hire and how long it may take you to figure out your team, their preferences, how to approach people. Now we can do this in six minutes or less. And not only that, but we can put teams together based on the business strategy of work, mm -hmm. who's going to do what and make sure that people are playing to that strength. And then also clearly outline for people, why do you feel it's more challenging to communicate with this person or that person? What yeah. is that? It's not that they don't like you. You just see the world through a different lens. But how do you leverage that when you need help with something where they're strong at it? Mm. That's huge because think, even thinking about building the right team, let's say you're a startup, you just got funding. You got to build the right team. So this tool will become extremely valuable. Now you spend less time trying to figure out who to hire and who to fire and build the team quickly. Wow. Right. So we actually can create uh, job targets. Mm. So for smaller companies, we're not using cookie cutter profiles or behavioral profiles. We're actually using client feedback to build out a behavioral target for that role. Because oftentimes in smaller companies, People wear two to three hats. Yeah, a hundred percent. So would you say um, because of that technology and being able to to really help companies ramp up and build out team, there's less friction within the organization. There's better cultural um, alignment between the different groups of people. Or do you, are you finding there's no challenges because of that as well? Well, it's, I think, it's an eye-opening exercise for them, especially when we do a team exercise, because you'll have people go, oh my goodness, I must be making you crazy. I'm with my constant interruptions and you're someone that prefers an email and I'm always popping into your office. And they're like, I'm going to stop that. And the other person's like, well, yeah, I was so afraid to say anything. <laughs> so it, you know, you're still always going to have friction because obviously we're asking people to be self-aware and to learn who the other person is and then practice that, right? Mm -hmm. But it definitely gives them a tool or an insight. So for example, if you knew the behavioral profile of your supervisor and you had to go and have a difficult conversation, now you can map out that conversation and that approach in a way that they're going to be able to hear you and you're yeah. going to understand the 
how quickly do I need to go? How much time do I have? How much detail are they going to want to approve this project or to give me an increase in my budget or to ask for a raise, right? You have this as a guidebook and it's wow. much less painful for both people. So it just leads to so much more productivity faster and just better team alignment. Um, Which... When would you say is the best time for any entrepreneurs to start implementing these tools in their business? Well, I think the first thing that they want to do is understand who they are, right? Okay. So, I mean, if if people want to connect with me, I can let them take the PI and give yeah. them some insight into who they are. Because we know as entrepreneurs, we need to hire others yeah. that balance out our weaknesses, right? So if if we have a weakness, we need the next person needs to balance that weakness if we're going to build a high powered team. But it's also never too late. If you've got a company, we go into companies with 200 plus employees. So we recently worked with one of the top 100 accounting firms who mm -hmm. was having tremendous challenges with turnover mm. and they just couldn't understand why. So we were looking at the behavioral profiles of the partners and of different teams and giving them line of sight into why are the people in this particular role not mm -hmm. staying and not happy. Oh, wow. That's huge. Uh, <laughs> I, but, wow, we, we're running out of time. It's crazy. I'm having so much fun having this conversation with you. Question, um, maybe you can share some stories. What You mentioned the accounting firm. What other companies uh, that, you know, have come out, work with you guys, like what were some of their challenges, um, you know, beside having high turnover? What else have you seen? Sure. Not having alignment of a leadership or an executive team. So people okay. not understanding how to communicate across the team and how to approach each other in a constructive way and just kind of operating from a place of you don't like me. So we had some really huge aha moments. We um, we work with construction companies. Mm -hmm. We work with law firms. So we worked with this law firm where one of the administrators was always going to this annual trade show they did. Yeah. And she was an extreme introvert, right? A really, really what we call a low B. <laughs> and they had a brand new associate who was a very high B. So in the course of doing this whole team exercise, we asked her, how do you feel about these trade shows? Like, is that a comfortable place for you? And the associate is like, oh my God, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. And the partner's like, but so-and-so goes every year and she does a great job. And we said, she does a great job because she does it for the team. But is that painful mm -hmm. for you? And she said, it's the most painful thing I do all year and I dread it and it's exhausting. And if I didn't have to do it again, I would be so grateful. So that was a huge aha moment for them of how do you take someone who yes. doesn't like to do something, but there's somebody else who's jumping up and down, raising their hand and saying, pick me, pick me, I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> and what a better work environment that is. Yeah, yeah. It, now that person is super excited. They're going to go out there. They might do even a 10x job from the other person right. because they really want to do it. Wow. I never thought about all that. When you're looking at companies, you're like, yeah, you know, just build a team. People are going to do what they got to do. But all those little nuances that we don't pay attention to impact the overall picture. 
Well, and interestingly enough, we work with a very large um, commercial and also residential nursery, right? Plants. Mm -hmm. The most innovative creative person on their team is their CFO. <laughs> Yet until we did the team overview, he was hesitant to share mm -hmm. ideas because he felt like, well, that really belongs in sales and marketing. Gotcha. Huh. But he had some great ideas. And when they learned that he had this natural ability, they were like, what have you been doing? And he goes, well, I'm, I'm the finance guy. I didn't think you wanted to hear from me. What do I know? He goes, I'm a number cruncher. And they're like, no, 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 no. You're coming to the marketing strategy. You're coming <laughs> to the new sales development meeting. Like we've been missing out on you for years. So it's like so much fun to watch this happen. Yeah. And these were people that have worked together for like 10 years. And he just didn't feel comfortable raising his hand and saying, I might have something of value to share. Wow. He didn't think it was in his job role. Description. Wow. But he needed to be given permission by the team that they wanted to hear from him. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, oh man, we're running out of time. Um, before we let you go to wrap things up, what is that one small biz tips you would share with any entrepreneurs owners out there who's thinking, huh, maybe I need to reevaluate my team because I mean, I have no idea what they can do. <laughs> right. So, I mean, the, the leader is the culture, right? Culture is a top down. You, mm -hmm. you can ask people, what does it feel like? Why are you here? And you can cultivate it, but the leader sets the tone. So you've got to know who you are, how you're showing up, how people are perceiving you and where do you need to moderate your behavior to meet your team where they're at to get the most out of them. Mm, wow. That was amazing. So if somebody want to work with you or, you know, an executive listen to this, they're like, wow, I need to hire Christine. How do they get in touch with you? Sure. Well, um, you can email me at C, excuse me, C Epolito, I P P O L I T O at C-O-M-P-A, S is in Sam, S is in Sam, W is in Walter, F is in Frank, S is in Sam. You can go to our website, which is C-O-M-P-A-S-S-W-F-S.com, or you can call me, 631-794-7401. That's my personal direct dial. I do answer that for special people. So I love helping other entrepreneurs. It's a passion of mine. I think that's what makes our country great. Fantastic. Guys, Christine is the real deal. I know her for years and she does amazing work. As you can see, she knows her stuff. So definitely reach out to Christine if you want to learn how to make your organization better. All right, guys, thank you again for an amazing session today. I'll see you next time.